I love you easy, but I can't hold that down for too long. My faith strong, but world stronger. I just wanna be righteous, but I've been known to do wrong. Hey guys, welcome. Uh, welcome home. Welcome to my humble abode. Uh, this is the inaugural episode of the Red Pill Podcast, guys. Like for real, for real. This is episode one. I'm I'm on I'm on ten right now. Uh, my name is Marnio. I'm actually reaching my hand out, doing an air handshake gesture. So feel free to shake my hand right now. Yes, it's nice to meet you too. Before I get started, I have to kind of make this disclaimer uh, for the kitties out there. Uh, the Red Pill Podcast has nothing to do with drug use or pill popping. Um, this is actually a reference to one of my favorite movies of all time, and so I kind of have to make that clear. My number one favorite movie is The Lion King. Nothing's touching that. It's the GOAT forever. But my second favorite movie of all time is The Matrix, and um, it is a movie that has affected my perspective on life ever since I've watched it. And this idea of the red pill, it comes from an almost five-minute scene in this movie where two of the characters, one named Morpheus and another named Neo, are sitting down and having a conversation. Neo came to Morpheus because Neo has this feeling that something's just up with the world. And so uh, Morpheus sits him down and he says, look, I know why you came here. You know, you've been having this feeling when you're at work, when you're at church, when you're doing your taxes. You have this feeling that you're a slave, Neo. And he pulls out these two pills. One is blue, one is red. And he tells him, look, if you take this blue pill, you can go on and believe whatever it is you want to believe. But if you take this red pill, you're going to get woke like for real. And he says, pretty much all I'm offering you is the truth, nothing more. The movie turns up from here, and I, I've been mind-blown ever since. Like, literally, this movie has stirred me that much. Um, what if I tell you, in my most Morpheus of voices, what if I tell you that this movie is closer to reality than you think? If you haven't watched the movie already, please, I encourage you, go watch the movie. Um, I'll probably have a link in the description on my YouTube to this specific scene I'm talking about. But that's the idea of this podcast. It's to disrupt some of the ideas, cultural, societal, uh, spiritual, in order for you to understand the truth and for you to live up to your fullest potential. That's the kind of conversation I'd like to have. And, and if that's a conversation that you like to have also, uh, feel free to engage with me on my Instagram on my uh, Facebook, on my YouTube. There, there are plenty of avenues for us to talk. Um, but I'll start with this while we're on the topic of uh, conversation. Uh, there is a conversation that you are designed to start on this earth. I mean, there is a specific discussion that you were birthed to moderate and you were birthed to monitor very specific dialogues that you specifically were created to facilitate. And the reason these exchanges are not happening is more than likely because you're caught up in the wrong conversations. Like another conversation probably has your attention. And, and I have to be clear about this because in our generation today, in our society today, currency is not just money. In today's culture, currency is also our attention. I'm, I'm telling you, like I, I work in marketing. And so entrepreneurs, businesses, marketers, politicians, 
All of them are actually vying for your attention. Your attention is valuable. And so it's important for us to kind of have this figurative accountant in place that is keeping record of everything that we pay out our attention to. Because there are so many messages in this internet age, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of things every minute that are, 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 are being uploaded, that are being downloaded, that are being accessed. So many ideas, they're vying for your mind space on a consistent basis. So like, it's no wonder that we're confused, unhappy, disappointed. Like, this is the most connected society in history. Like, hear me guys, the most connected society in history. But yet we are also the most addicted, depressed, rejected, perverted, lonely, you know, the list goes on. Like, how can you be the most alone society in history and yet the most connected society in history? There's a level of purposelessness that's coming over our generation and, and God knows the next generation. Uh, it just comes from being involved in all of the wrong conversations, guys. Like, it might be your responsibility to address some kind of social injustice or the corruption in an industry or, like, overall wrong thinking in a people group. But you might be caught up in all of the wrong discussions right now. Or you might just be caught up in, 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 in a discussion that was, like, designed by some marketer to get you to throw your attention and your desire and your money at, like, that new phone or that new luxury car or whatever it is. You were not designed to have conversations about Teslas, okay? You were not designed to give your attention to getting that new iPhone, you know? If there's silence or a blind eye that's turned to some kind of issue on this earth or some kind of corruption or whatever, it's because there's an administrator somewhere who's actually sitting silent. I don't know if you guys have ever been on those like online boards where like, uh, you know, you're not supposed to say certain things or post certain things. And there's like a moderator there that's supposed to like ban you if you uh, start, you know, acting up in, in, in that group. But um, there are sometimes the moderators just don't do anything like they don't even care. And so uh, that's a lot of what's going on in the world today. Like there are people that are like they're designed like they're the people who their eyes are what recognize like there's no unity here or uh uh, there's too much dysfunction here or there, there's a, a whole bunch of disorder here or nobody's addressing this mental problem or whatever. And instead of like standing up for it, like they point fingers and they gossip and they just involve themselves in, in conversations that will not create any kind of change. Every conversation that you do have is another one that you're unable to have. So even in speaking, you're, you're essentially enforcing a level of silence. You know, even in saying yes to one thing, you're you're really saying no to another thing. You know, even our yes is a no. You don't have to say no outright for it to be a no. And so it's important that we just start speaking about the things that we're responsible to speak about. The Bible talks about a person uh, being able to control their tongue and how that person is a perfect man. And and it's not referring to just like biting your tongue when when there's something that you shouldn't say. It's actually talking about knowing which conversations are the right conversations you should be having. And uh, that's kind of where I want to nest this first episode. Uh, and so I'll ask this question. Um, are you able to purposefully identify the conversations that you are engaged in? And uh, even if the answer is yes, the answer is more likely like closer to no, just because 
like that level of purity in your speech, it takes a lot of time, a lot of trust, a lot of intention. And like as humans, like I'm human too, you know, go figure. But as humans, like we have a default towards deception. We will more often than not take the path of least resistance, even if it leads us away from the things that we we know that we care about. So that kind of intentionality means that like all of your thoughts, all of your beliefs, your desires, your hopes, it's all being directed towards a specific output and a specific outcome. If you say you value family, you know, even when hard things come, it might have more resistance, but you walk the path of your values because you want to protect your values. So it means we're actively pursuing what's true. We're tackling our curiosity. We're working. We're cultivating. We're maintaining the garden of our inner selves. And, and that's, that's hard work. That doesn't come just naturally. That's something that you have to intentionally position your heart towards. Now, because of being intentional, we come to this place where we actually have to manage the inputs in order to regulate the outputs. There was this girl um, I was close to who would always get angry whenever I would use the words, you have to. She would never even like uh, dissect, I guess, why she was so... Um, why she was so afraid of manipulation, I guess. But look, you can't expect to drink nacho cheese every night and not get diarrhea. So like if you're expecting to not have diarrhea, then I have every right to tell you, look, you have to stop drinking nacho cheese every night, man. And so like if you're expecting something, if there's an expected output, an expected outcome, then you have to manage the input. You, you have to manage that if you're going to regulate the output. You have to manage the input to regulate your impact. So you you actually need to understand where you're trying to go so that now you can make careful examinations as to what will and will not get you there. So uh, back to the conversation. Um, it's important because nothing has a more powerful impact on the direction of your life than the conversations you're having right now. The Bible says that uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So um, every conversation you're involved in, you have to guard the things you're letting in your ear and you have to guard the things you're letting out of your mouth sometimes. It's important because, like, look, the conversations, and I'm talking about all conversations, the conversations that you have alone with yourself in your head, the conversations that you're having with people that you chose to surround yourself with, uh, even the narratives that, like, society is feeding you. You have to regulate these conversations if you're going to properly navigate your life. Like for me personally, I haven't I haven't watched or listened to news or read the news for like seven years now. And like some people, when you tell them that, they're like, man, you must live under a rock. You must be misinformed. And I'm like, until I told you that, you had no idea that there was anything different about me. You know, so but but like I had to make that decision because I had to I had to realize everything that I know right now, I'm both willing and I'm able to be involved in. And, and that's the place where change can actually happen as opposed to just like talking about a bunch of stuff but never being stirred to any kind of action. You know, you're actually not getting your hands dirty in any kind of cause. We have to be able to understand the conversations that are important to us and we have to actively engage in those conversations. So um, we all operate on different levels. We all have different depths, especially regard to this conversation thing. And so I want to talk about the four levels of conversation. And then you can kind of make a decision about whether or not you're operating 
in the level that you should be right now. And, um, you know, I guess the people that you are surrounded with, I guess, you know, if, if they're the people that, that will help you facilitate the conversations that you should be having. Um, I want to paint a picture for you. If you're here, you can close your eyes or whatever. I don't know. But um, I want you to imagine with me an ocean, like just deep blue waters. And um, I want you to imagine we have one beach ball and we have one boulder. And we drop both of them into the ocean. So this beach ball, it will not reach the same depth that the boulder will. We'll keep the ocean, but we'll, we'll give you two other things. Um, imagine a jet ski and imagine a submarine. This jet ski will not reach the same depth as a stealth sub. And so you have to understand which of, which of these things you are. Because a lot of times in order to fit in with a bunch of beach balls, you as a boulder have to understand that you're, by nature, you are going to sink to the deepest depths. Or you're trying to hang out with all these jet skis, but you are made to be a stealth sub. So you are supposed to get down into some deeper depths. So you begin to cut off your potential when you start to engage like a jet ski when you're designed to be a submarine. And there are deeper conversations that you are desiring to have. But you are trying to operate on the surface. And you have to understand a sub will always do its best work under the water that's just an allusion to your design many times we stay on the surface of things because of fear because of laziness because of shame you know these are all things that can kind of keep us in these superficial conversations but until you engage according to the way that you were designed to engage according to your blueprint there will always kind of be this sense of emptiness inside you because you know you were made for more you were know you were made for a more important discussion it's just important to recognize what level you're at and what level you're supposed to be at. Uh, I want to clarify that, you know, people naturally move between these layers, like just in normal conversation. So I'm not saying don't use this as an excuse to be weird, but use it to examine whether or not you're being irresponsible with your conversations right now. Uh, first and foremost, gossip is irresponsible conversation. Gossip is extremely irresponsible conversation. There is no reason that uh, you should be having ever any conversation about a, another person's mistakes or their downfall or uh, their shortcomings. It's just irresponsible. So I just have to clarify. So if these are things that are coming out of your mouth, you have to just take a look at yourself sometimes. You have to look in the mirror. So yeah, these four levels. So the first level of conversation is uh, conversations based around people and things. Um, these are your gossip fits into this, but even just kind of updating, you know, and, and, and I want to, I want to clarify, like none of these levels are bad per se. Um, they they all have bad aspects to them. Um, especially if you're having the conversations in an unhealthy way, but none of them are bad in and of themselves. And so, uh, like having a conversation about a person isn't a bad thing. Now gossip is a bad thing. So, uh, you kind of just have to, 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 uh, make an account for yourself and really regulate what's going on around you. Um. But yeah, level one, conversations about people and things. Uh, level two is conversations based around ideas, facts, beliefs, strategies, tips, etc. This personally is the conversations I love having. I love having conversations about like what we're going to do, 
how we're going to do it, why this is a great idea, how can we make this a better idea. You know, those are things that like really move me personally. And so uh, for a lot of times I, I would engage in level two. Um, the next level, level three, is conversations based around desires, hopes, fears, and joy, joys. Um, level three is where things get scary because um, level three re- actually requires trust. It requires intimacy. It requires vulnerability. It requires transparency. Um, the people who can have this conversation the most confidently are people who really know who they are. Like they are solid in their identity. They're authentic whenever they show up. Um, they can have these conversations with no with no problem. And it can be scary, especially for people who have a past, for people who have made mistakes uh, to kind of open up about the things that they've done because, um, uh, you know, people tend to kind of identify you with that level one conversation, you know, just what they know about you. And so um, they, they don't know about your hopes or your fears or your joys or your desires. They just know what they know, the mistakes you've made. And so it can be scary, but um, this is where the most fulfilling conversations happen as far as as far as connections go, connections with people. Your truest self is shown to someone else's truest self, and then you guys can actually form kind of a partnership. Um, so friendships happen at this level. Uh, intimate relationships happen at this level. So level three is pretty important. And finally, level four is the deepest level of all of them. This is the most spiritual of all of them. And it's kind of a mixture between level two and level three. Uh, it's it's conversations regarding origin, design, morality, destiny. This is where those, those, those two levels kind of come together, where we're talking about desires, hopes, fears, and joys. And we're mixing that with conversations on strategy, conversations on belief, conversations on these ideas. And, and we're actually having like, we're having conversations that get the ball moving. We're having conversations that get us going in a specific direction. These are some of the most rare conversations to have. If you really look at conversations that are happening, uh, I would say, you know, these are not statistics, but personally in my life, just the way it's kind of shown up, about 70% of the time, people are having conversations on level one. You know, they're talking about Joe Schmo over here. And they're, they're talking about Jane Dane over there. And then on top of that, you know, they're talking about this Tesla that just came out or the new iPhone or the new MacBook or, you know, whatever. And then, um, man, I want to say I have nothing against iPhone and, and, and Tesla. It's just it just came to mind. So just <laughs> just to be clear about that. But, um, yeah, they're having the conversation at level one, 70 percent of the time. Uh, on the next 20 percent of the time, you might find people that are actually having conversations at level two where they're talking about facts and beliefs and strategies and tips because they have to get things done like as a part of being on this planet there are things that have to get done you know you work you volunteer these things happen and so these conversations kind of have to happen but if if these people had no work to do they would probably just stay at level one as long as they could but level three which is and i want to talk about just the state of society right now when we talk about conversations we're the most connected society yet we're the most uh, depressed society. Um, It's because these level three conversations are being neglected. 
It's because there's no father in the home. It's because parents are not being intimate with their children. It's because wives are not being intimate with their husbands and husbands are not being intimate with their wives. It's because uh, uh, communities are not being intimate with one another. People go to church and they feel alone because they're not willing to talk to the pastors and the leaders and they're not willing to engage in the small groups and the small groups are not willing to engage back. It's it's scary. This is the scary level. And, and everyone has these huge fears surrounding intimacy intimacy and because of those fears they're avoiding these level three conversations that nobody wants to be gossiped about nobody wants to be slandered nobody wants to be torn down but if we're going to begin to rebuild the fabric of our society these are the conversations that need to be happening again these are the important conversations that we should be having with one another and it takes a leader it takes a person willing to uh, let go of their pride, of their image, to maybe be gossiped about for a season, to be able to stand up and to be the first to say, look, these are important conversations, and so I'll start this. I'll start this. And level four, these happen very rarely. Very few people are super engaged in conversations and ideas about destiny and morality and origin and design and things like that. Very few people. I would say like top 2%, 1%. People, these are these are your leaders. These are the people that are actually like changing the world. You know, these are the people that are not worried about talking bad about Donald Trump. They're actually doing something to change the society. So um, I want to give you guys before I go, we're going to start wrapping this up, but uh, some practical tips for getting yourself a little bit closer to these more important conversations. And these are practical tips because they've worked in my life. Um, you might have to experiment for yourself, but I'm telling you this worked for me. Uh, first and foremost, um, get your stuff in order. A lot of times it's just our life is just too messy, and so we're not able to even identify what's important. And so get your stuff in order. I'm talking about your actual stuff, like clean up your room, organize your car, wash your car, uh, do the dishes, it's those little things. People tend to say, that, oh, you know, you know, they're just chores. But uh, what you're doing in your mind and what you're doing to your environment is you're letting not only yourself, but the things around you know that in your presence, there is no amount of chaos or disorder that's allowed. And that sends a more powerful message than you think. And so uh, make it a habit to address things that are not in order. And um, you'll begin to start to see this more with your actual eyes and your spiritual eyes and and then from there, you're going to start naturally having conversations about the things that are just in disorder, you know, in the world, in your society, in your neighborhood, in your household. Um, it's going to become a second nature thing. So uh, first, make a habit to get your stuff in order. Second, journal. When I talked about earlier uh, making an account, like having that accountant, journaling is what helps you do that. Journaling because your memory is the last thing that you want to trust. Your personal inner witness is the last thing you want to trust because you i'm telling you as humans you will distort this the story as soon as you can while the idea while the um the experience is clear in your mind put it down on paper so that when you go back to revisit it it'll 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 be kind of solid there you don't want to just kind of trust yourself so i mean everything you do with your hands to everything you think with your mind try to get it down in a journal uh, journaling is extremely important and then lastly, and this is the most important thing, silence, like really guard your silence. It's in the place of silence that you'll begin to recognize what the noise is. 
don't allow like when when things start to feel kind of bored and you start to feel kind of silent you now you're like okay i want to get on netflix and i want to go travel the world and go to like 18,000 countries like sit down with yourself for a second and maybe just kind of bask in that silence for a minute you're going to start to realize that there are some things around you that require you to be responsible for them make it a case and a point to be quiet with yourself sometimes um to get quiet with god to just kind of just pray don't be afraid to to shut your mouth every now and then with that being said i'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up uh special thank you to marnino toussaint that is my brother for the intro music uh israel james very good friend of mine for the outro music i'm gonna link both of their profiles in the description especially if you're watching this on youtube please check them out they both make very good music but uh that is all for the red pill podcast i've got some really good stuff for you guys next week so please tune in but as always guys remember the truth will set you free peace